Going on protein shake. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, so I just finished a workout. I was going hard today, super hard. In fact, I went hard twice. I had an hour and a half workshop with a, uh, a new fit friend that I made. Uh, she is a yoga instructor that is definitely on the cusp. She's riding the wave of the new evolution of yoga. I'm going to explain it a little bit more in the in the podcast, but essentially what is going on with yoga and the fitness industry in general is something very big, and I think it's super underrated right now, but I think very soon you'll see this. Not even, It's almost a guaranteed. You'll see that there's going to be a drastic change in how we see fitness overall. Anyways, uh, before we get into this episode, episode number 242... I would like to ask you to leave a rating or review. Ooh, that rhymed. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I have those golden moments. Anyways, look, I would love for you to leave a rating or review wherever you're listening, whether it be iTunes, whether it be CastBox or, or um, Google Plus or Google Play, excuse me. I would love for you to leave a rating or review. I would, you know, if you leave one, I'll try to look on wherever you're leaving them, and I will make sure I send you a little shout-out on the next episode. Be like, you, Bobby Vanilla. <laughs> Remember Bobby Vanilla? Was it Bobby Vanilla or Bobby Bonilla? I think it was Bobby Bonilla. Anyways, <laughs> for all you 80s babies, you know who that is. Um, yeah. Bobby Bonilla or Barry Bonds. Everybody knows who Barry Bonds is. Uh, Barry Bonds. Oh, he's dead, though. Is Barry Bonds dead? I think Barry Bonds is dead. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Michael Jordan. There you go. We're just going to switch sports on you. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Thank you so much for your recent review on my episode. That would what it would sound like. And I would say, you know, thank you for your recent review. And I'd maybe talk a little bit about what you said and how it, you know, how corresponded to what we were talking about in that in that episode. And I'd give you a real shout out. So yeah, I would appreciate it. Leave a rating or review. If you left a rating or review and I haven't shouted you out yet, feel free to yell at me somehow, some way. You can send me an email, info at generalfitnesscompany.com and say, yo, Jer, I took the time to leave a message leave a little rating for you and you didn't say anything i would hey if you did that i would not blame you because i'd be like yo dog how you gonna ask me for something and then be like ignore the fact that i did it for you (laughs) but if you haven't done it for me you know what to do anyways let's get this episode underway episode number 242 of the tr expert talks mobility and diversity lego All right, all right, all right. So I'm back after a one-day hiatus because I was, well, it was just one of those busy days that just, like, didn't work out yesterday. I literally trained 10 people, 
And on top of that, I had like a meeting and meetings and had to eat. And by the time I got home, it was like midnight. So, and I was tired. So I wasn't recording a podcast for you. So it is what it is. You didn't get a podcast yesterday. But technically, the podcast from Monday bled over into Tuesday. So you technically had a podcast for yesterday. And hopefully you'll have a podcast for today. I'm just looking at the time and it's getting kind of late. So hopefully this gets out and I have it all finished off for you. But uh, it shouldn't be too long because this is a relatively short episode. Uh, anyways, let's get right into it here, huh? <laughs> so today I challenged myself in a different, a new and different way. I was a little, I, I, I have to admit, it wasn't like something that I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. It was actually something that someone suggested to me and then gave me the option to do it. And of course I took it. You know, it's kind of hard to like challenge yourself when you like are, when you, Let's put it this way. If you feel like you're good in your life, I'm not saying like you're a, like you're a, I'm not saying like in a way that you're like full of yourself, but you're like, you're good. Like you're doing good stuff. You feel good about what you're doing and you're like, no, I don't need to change anything. Right. But sometimes you get to those points where like, you know, like I am good. Like it would be nice to see what else I can do. Right. So it's like not in a way like, yo, I'm so awesome. I can do anything. But you're just like, you feel so good that you just want to try new and different things. And that only happens like after you've been like, you know, kind of at it for a while, it's virtually, I shouldn't say virtually impossible. I was thinking to say virtually impossible, but it is very difficult to try and do new things. If you're not feeling confident in what you're doing, unless you feel so unconfident in what you're doing that you're just like, man, screw this. I'm gonna just try something else. (laughs) And that's a valid option too. But, um, if you're kind of just like doing your thing and you're like, I'm not doing great, but I'm kind of doing my thing. You're not, you're not going to be really apt to try and do new things. But as I said, I've been kind of working a little bit. I've been feeling some progress in my working out uh, in the TRX and weightlifting, and I've been doing more cardio. I've just been feeling pretty good. I lost some LBs, feeling a little ripped, getting a little stronger, lifting heavier weights, doing more stuff to be flexible. So I challenged myself, or well, I was challenged, <laughs> and I did some, uh, some uh, like this new yoga. So uh, the thing is, uh, and I was like, I want to talk about this because this is a new, this is kind of a new wave of fitness that is actually. A really good wave. Let's put it this way. Like, you know, there's been a lot of different fads that have been out there. You know, you had the step aerobics. I guess before then you had like Jane Fonda work out at home with whatever. Even before that, I guess you had Jack LaLanne just beasting. And I guess before that you had the Russian. So there's always been like fads and stuff like that. And like the latest fads have been kind of like, they've been so hardcore that like, I think it's kind of pushed people the opposite direction, if that makes sense. So like, you know what? You have Tabata, right? Where it's like 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. Also like, also known as HIT training. Well, Tabata is a form of HIT training, I, sh- I should say. High intensity interval cardio or inter- interval training. That would be, that'd be Hitch. <laughs> if it was high, high intensity interval cardio. But anyways, um, so that's been like the thing. Like everybody's just trying to go as hard as they can, right? They're like, yo, I want to do go till I can like pass out, right? Or I want to go till I throw up. So like that's kind of been a thing over the past decade. But I'm starting to see like over the past maybe two years and I think about this because what set me apart before as a trainer is that like I knew how to do that like that whole yeah make you puke kind of thing but I also knew how to do what, what I call deceptively deceptively difficult exercise double D's I used to say that because you know I was like you know I'm a guy and, <laughs> and when I created it I was like a 24 year old 25 year old uh, personal trainer so when I started thinking of these exercises I was like you know I'm gonna call them double D's you know and then we you know I'd have fun with my clients and we do these exercises that didn't look hard but we're really hard. Now, now everybody's doing it. I'm like, oh, I thought of that first. <laughs> but it is what it is. You know, it's like, uh, I, 
I've, I read like somewhere with like my personality and then like in my uh, in my uh, horoscopes and in like my numerology chart that I'm like the type of person that like creates things but doesn't really capitalize on like what they are. Like I'm a creative person, but I don't have the ability, uh, so to speak, to capitalize on my creativity. So like I could do a lot of creative things and then like somebody could do like half of what I'm doing and then you just kind of like figure out a way to capitalize on it by creating a name and creating like a little program and then called kin, kin, kin stretch or functional range conditioning and then all of a sudden they're making millions of dollars and I'm over here like, oh, well I did uh, these uh, deceptively difficult exercises. I called them double D's with my clients and uh, they work. <laughs> but I'm not getting paid millions of dollars. But it is what it is. You know, everybody has their purpose. Everybody has their way. And maybe my life's journey or maybe my mission in life or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, everybody has their thing where they're working on something in life, you know, their journey, their life's quest. Maybe my life's quest or my life's mission why I was put on this earth is to figure out how to go from creative to implementation of a program that can make me millions of dollars. So anyways, I'm, I'm going to keep on trying. That's kind of a mini tangent that I went off on. I want to talk Talk about what this newest trend here is in fitness. So a lot of people are starting to shy away from the traditional type of training, traditional yoga, traditional uh, weight training, traditional like cardio in general, you know, like with the fitness, like with the uh, cardiovascular machines, like treadmills, ergs, uh, ellipticals, stairmasters, and all those other things. People are starting to go away from those because like those are the things that are like, how can I put this? Because they're so basic. They're things that essentially uh, are the precursor or what lead to a lot of repetitive motion injuries. People that have uh, injuries in their back, people that get injuries in their knees and their shins and their ankles and stuff like that, uh, you know, from running or uh, being on the elliptical for, you know, too long or whatever it is, these repetitive motion ex- injuries are caused by these uh, repetitive motion exercises, aka everything that we've been doing for the past hundred some odd years in training. More or less. So uh, now what's happening, you know, obviously even with CrossFit, that's kind of the same thing. That was, the, I think, the precursor to what we have now is CrossFit. So, you know, everything kind of goes in cycles. Everything kind of goes in waves. And the first wave kind of sets the precedent for the second wave and so on and so forth. And we build on that. So CrossFit was like that first wave that kind of pushed us away from that typical jumping on a treadmill, uh, going out for a run, uh, using the elliptical, riding on the bike. Or, or your typical lifting weights or your typical like body weight training. CrossFit was the first thing that we kind of put, we, the exercise community kind of put together that was something that was a little bit different than what you would normally expect. So people liked that because it was a little bit of a spin from what people were doing. Now, what happened with CrossFit, people started getting so intense with it is that, uh, that they just started getting hurt. Not because it was a repetitive motion exercise injuries, it's because like people were just trying to get so intense. They were trying to get so into that level of training where, you know, they wanted to be, everybody wanted to be in the CrossFit games. Everybody wanted to be, everybody wanted to have like that CrossFit super buff, super ripped looking body. And unfortunately, that is not something that everybody can do. You have to be somewhat of an athlete in the first place to be doing it, to look like that and, and you know, like uh, from CrossFit. So, uh, you know, obviously there's different things that kind of spun off from CrossFit, you know, different elements of CrossFit that, that, that made its way, you know, Ninja Warrior kind of made its way into the forefront. Uh, you had... Uh, uh, different versions of, or not different versions, but different elements of CrossFit, like the, like I said, Tabata and HIT training that people kind of started to get into. But all that stuff, like I said, they led into these injuries that everybody was starting to experience because everybody was overworking themselves. So people were trying to figure out, like, how do we get around this? Like, we want to be buff, like these athletes. We want to look strong, but we don't want to break our bodies down. Now, the body 
look, the body is a body. It's a, it's a biological machine. Machines break down. However, how, I said that weird. However, <laughs> you can prevent that by using diversity in your training. So I was talking to the, I was talking to one of my uh, well I did a at this workshop this uh, this uh, instructor I was talking to her about how important diversity is uh, not only in you know everyday life but also in your in your fitness diversity of movement if you have the ability to do just about anything with your body well then you have your obviously going to be less susceptible to injury because of the fact that your body can do anything and the the um the metaphor or the uh, comparison I guess you could say, that I used was how people that are drunk that get in accidents rarely get injured, whereas people that are sober, they get severely injured. And the reason for that being is that when you're drunk, you're more fluid with your movement. You're kind of just like, oh, I'm drunk, I don't know, you know, you just kind of go with it. I've seen like videos of people that are drunk when they're in accidents, like their body just kind of goes with the car and stuff. So they rarely get injured. Whereas somebody that's sober can, is cognizant of what's going on and they brace themselves and they tense everything up in an attempt to like protect themselves. So protection is good, but if the thing that you're trying to protect yourself from is stronger than uh, the force that you can exert, you're going to get injured. That's essentially how an injury happens. If your body can't handle the load that is put onto it, you're going to get injured. So it's... So that's why, essentially, drunk people that are getting in, into these car accidents, I'm not saying going out and drink and drive, but what I am saying is that it's very important that you have a diversity of, of, of movement. In other words, it's important that you're mobile. So you can think about like when you fall or whatnot, people that get hurt when they fall, it's not because they fell, it's because their body is not used to these, uh, these positions that your body ends up being in when you fall, right? So like if you... And it's just important. The reason why I just want to point this out because it's an, it's important to like just you know like fitness beforehand was just like you do this regimented thing, right? You make these movements, and this is your workout. You do a lunge. Your knee is directly over your ankle, and you're going up and down, right? That is a lunge. You do a push up. Your shoulders are directly over your hands. You're going down and up. That's your push up. Um, there's all kinds of different ways. I've even talked about these. Uh, quite a few times on various episodes. However, that's only the tip of the iceberg if you really want to talk about fitness. True fitness, as I, was, as I was alluding to earlier, is really your ability to get into just about any position with your biomechanical machine, aka your body. So if you can do anything with your body, then you are in really good shape. And more so, if you can do anything with your body and control it, which is the difference between what we have from yoga uh, now and where yoga is headed and where fitness is headed? Because a lot of things, and you can see, and I've talked about this also in uh, maybe my earlier, much earlier episodes. We talked about like those Instagram models and Fitstagram people, and all these people are doing like they're doing fancy things on Instagram to try to attract people to do uh, or attract people to their page, and they're telling people how to do X, Y, and Z exercises. Those things that are like those things that these people are doing are not necessarily like the exercises that everybody else should be doing. So the tip of the iceberg is, yeah, these exercises where your knees over your ankle and all that other stuff. But if you really want to get strong, then you should be able to do a lunge with your knee over your toe. Or you should be able to do a lunge with your toes slightly facing out or facing in or going backwards or going forwards. Like I said, if you can control your movement instead of just trying to like copy what somebody else is doing to the best of your ability, 
then you're actually getting yourself strong. Cause that, and, and, and it's kind of essentially like uh, I've talked about before and many, pe- many other wise people have talked about before. Uh, it's a proverb. It's know thyself. If you don't know what you're capable, capable of doing, you don't know where your starting point is and you have no idea where you can go. So if you know where you can start from, then you can work on those basics and you work on those, move, those basic movements like you know, keeping your toe over your, over your ankle. Excuse me, your toe over your ankle. That would be interesting. But keeping your knee over your ankle, uh, you know, keeping your shoulders over your hands, working on those basic movements where you have the most power for the most part. That's where most people have their quote. And that's not always, I said most, right? Not all, but most people have their power in these specific zones that people cue people into, right? But for the most part, you should be able to do a push-up with your hands way far out. Like those fun, those fun things that people are doing, those fits the gram models, the stuff that those people are doing, you should be able to get to that. But you shouldn't try to start with that. That's the thing is that like, you know, with CrossFit, people are trying to start with these like, handstand walks and you know back bends and muscle ups and heavy weights and stuff like that you have to have a sense of where you are and where you're going to be going before you just start jumping in and doing crazy exercises that might you know injure you injure you because your body is obviously not ready for it so life is just like i mean it's just like anything else in life you know it's like everything is finding out where you are and then exploring that area where you are and then making one percent i've talked about this before one percent shifts so you can get to the next level of existence, next level of fitness, next level of consciousness, whatever you want to call it. It's all about knowing where you are and getting to the next level by simply recognizing where the next level is in relation to where you are now. And you can't do that, at least in fitness, unless you have a solid grasp of uh, what the basics are in general. So that's why like personal trainers exist, and that's why like they. I mean, we've kind of like tried to figure out where we, I've always I've always known <clears throat> I've always known where <laughs> where my strong points are. No, I'm playing, but um, actually I'm not. Not playing. I've actually always known where, where I, I, I fit in and where, where my strong points were. were. But uh, for the most part, like us as a, the, as a fitness industry, like for the, as it began like people putting people on machines and showing people how to use machines. And then it got kind of fancy where people were kind of creating their own workouts and trying to have their clients do their workouts. And then like it's getting, now it's starting to progress. And this is kind of the state of the industry is that now it's starting to progress where almost every personal trainer is essentially becoming a physical therapist as well. They might not get these physical therapy degrees, but they're essentially becoming physical therapists. I saw this uh, about probably two or three years ago where they increased, uh, maybe it was even longer than that, where they increased the... Um, the uh, the uh, requirements for uh, for being a physical therapist before it was a two year degree and uh, about like six or seven years ago it became a three year degree and you had to get a PhD I, I believe uh, rather than just like a master's degree to be an official physical therapist so it's an interesting uh, it's kind of an interesting turn of events like how that all developed you know you had it became harder to become a PT so be, because it became harder to be a PT a physical therapist, personal trainers, instead of becoming physical therapists, they kind of developed the craft to where physical therapy and personal training almost combined to be almost the same thing. And the only difference between physical therapy and personal training, probably in the next five to six years, is going to be physical therapists will have a degree, personal trainers won't. But they'll probably have the same knowledge base, and you'll probably see, well, I mean, I don't know. I'm not Nostradamus. Who knows what could come along along the pipe? But if this trend continues, then that's exactly what's going to be. Physical therapists and personal trainers are going to have the same amount of knowledge. It's just a matter of how uh, how much uh, a personal trainer is going to want to go go and explore that the, the availability of knowledge out there, as opposed to how physical therapists is essentially fed it. 
uh, it's fed to them uh, so they can obviously receive their degree. So anyways, that's what I got for you today. This is a longer episode, but it is something, it is something that I'm really passionate about. This is really something that uh, I identify with. This is essentially what I pride myself as a trainer in doing is that I really try to, uh, you know, I first started off as a trainer when people taught me how to train. I was like, you know, you, these people love to throw up, so make them throw up. And that was my thing. I could, you know, it was all about the torture. And, you know, as I went along, I realized that it, it's more fun to like make people, <laughs> I don't know, that's my, kind of my personality too. I'm like, yo, you can't do that. You know, I like to make easy things look difficult, right? And vice versa, make difficult things look easy. That's just, that literally is my personality. If you know me personally, you'll know that's just like, that's the way I roll. I like to make the easy things look difficult and the hard things look easy. So, um, that was the thing that I did with my clients. My clients all love that. They're like, I don't know what these double D exercises are, Jerry, but they're, they're really tough. And they were like interesting exercises. I mean, there's a plethora of different, more, different movements that I've seen now with kin stretch and functional range conditioning. But I started off with, you know, just essentially doing things where you'd like sit on a wall and try to lift your legs. Just things that I remember from doing, uh, uh, things I remember from ballet, uh, things I remember doing from ballet. So it's just interesting how like, uh, these ideas can kind of develop and turn into something that's really great for a, a, a large portion of the population. And um, I hope that if you are a personal trainer listening to this, that you uh, heed my words that this is definitely going to be a trend. I can see it trending now. I saw the trend back six years ago when like essentially it was the, the foundation of like people starting to figure out like, you know, CrossFit is not where it's at and like the physical therapy route is kind of where it's going and people are, anyways, I already explained it. So if you're a fitness professional, heed my words. If you are a, uh, if you are just, if you are a person that is looking to just get in shape, Heed my words, do not go and try to kill yourself in every workout. It is just as important to work on your mobility, aka flexibility, whatever you want to call it. I call it mobility because flexibility is something different. But it's very important to work on your mobility, just as important to work on your mobility as it is your muscles, if not even more important, because at the end of the day, muscles shrink, right? You know, you can't be lifting 700 pounds for your whole life, but you can always move through your range of motion. You can always move your body and you can always challenge yourself to move your body as much as you'd like. All right, so that does it for my day. I'm definitely out of here. We're going to call this quits. Uh, we're not going to go conclusion on this one because this is like, I'm already been going on for like 20 minutes already. <laughs> so no conclusion for you. Just uh, as I said, I want you to just recognize how, mo- how important mobility is in your life, uh, how important diversity is in your life. Make sure you are diverse in what you do. But obviously, you want to have some strong points. So whatever you have and, uh, you know, whatever it is, whether it be mobility or whether it be strength, make sure you have a strong point. Don't just be like the jack of all trades because that's not really as beneficial for you as it is to be someone that you can, or as it is to have something that you can count on that is your personal strength. So yeah, that does it for my day. Uh, whenever you're listening, I really hope you're having a good one, whether it be morning, afternoon, or evening. I do appreciate you listening. And hey, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and hey, tell your friends about it. Anyways, let's go ahead and um, call it a day. Thanks a lot for listening. And as always, keep good company.